Shila Gurudev Ki Jai, Shriman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Shri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Shishri Radha Damodarji Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gaur Pramananda Hari Hari Is possible to open some part to let some air enter? Thank you. So, <clears throat> Pranam to all of you again, welcome. Um, we are continuing with our series of of lectures on Mahaprabhu's pastimes in Navadvip. Hmm? So today we are in our third third meeting, and we will be speaking about the Kishore Lila of Sri Gorsundar and his Jovana Lila. Kishore Lila is from 11 to 15 years, and Jovana Lila is from 16 onwards. So, but before that, we will, we can make a brief uh, summary of recap of what we were studying yesterday, where we spoke a little bit about the Janma Lila or the birth of Mahaprabhu, and also we spoke about his Balya or Kumar Lila. And his Poganda Lila. Birth, then from 1 to 5, then from 6 to 10, basically. And in that context, we also spoke, We in the first class, we spoke about the main reason for Mahaprabhu's descent, which was to taste the mood of Sri Radha. And now, well, speaking about Gorpurnim, or the birth of Sri Chaitanya, we spoke also about the secondary uh, reason for his descent which mainly established the Yuga Dharma, Harinam, Sankirtan in this Kali Yuga. And for that we studied this famous verse of the Bhagavatam, Krishna Varnam, Tusa Krishna, and so on. And we mentioned how before his his appearance, Mahaprabhu somehow made the arrangement for other devotees to appear before him, his seniors, like his guru, Madhavendra Puri, Param Guru, Ishwar Puri, and so on. And we mentioned how the precise moment when Sri Man Mahaprabhu appeared, it was like a coincidence with the exact moment for the Jugavatar to come, the exact moment in which Krishna decides, I will come as Sri, Sri Man Mahaprabhu to taste Radhavav, and the exact moment in which Sri Advaita Acharya, Mahavishnu himself, was praying and worshipping the Bhagavan with Ganga water and Tulsi and shouting for the Yuga Avatar to come and, and redeem the whole world. No? So this very mystical coincidence was just in the moment where Mahab, previous to Mahaprabhu's uh, descent, Abhirbhav. So we mentioned how Sachi Devi, Mahaprabhu's mother, first lost some uh, girls, seven, eight daughters. Then there was a, an elder brother of Sri Chaitanya Dev called Vishwaru, who eventually took sannyas, as we mentioned. And in the, at the moment when Sachi Devi had Mahaprabhu in his womb for thir- 13 months, we mentioned, at the moment that he entered the womb, she and both Jagannath Misra, Mahaprabhu's father, started to have these wonderful visions and experiences of heavenly beings, and everyone was like worshipping them, and they have a special luster because, of course, Mahaprabhu was there. Hmm? So eventually, the day for Mahaprabhu's uh, birth came, was on Purnim, as we mentioned, full moon. Mm-hmm. The two half moons of Radha and Krishna, the Astamis, get together and become Purnim. And it's a lunar eclipse, interestingly, apparently inauspicious, so everyone was chanting Hari Hari to counteract 
the inauspiciousness of the eclipse, but actually everyone was chanting Hari, so it was like a, a preface to he who will embody the distribution of the name of Hari. Also, poetically, they say that Rahu swallowed the moon because he was not able to tolerate another moon in comparison to the golden moon of Sri Chaitanya, so there we have the eclipse there. So all Navadip celebrates the birth of, the, of this unique baby, and after some days of Mahaprabhu's birth, uh, Advaita Charya's wife, Sita Thakurani, gives him the nickname Nimai, because he was born under a Nim tree, and the Nim tree is famous for different protective influences and so on. And eventually, uh, Nilambar Chakravarti, who is the father of Sachimata, gives um, him the official name of Vishwambar. Vishwambar Mishra, that's the, the passport name of Sriman Mahaprabhu. Should. <laughs> and he had this nickname, Nimai. And Lilambar Chakravarti also observes in him and tells Jagannath Mishra, your boy has all the symptoms of the Mahapurush, of the great personality, all of them in detail, perfectly present. So after describing this Poganda, uh, this birth, we went to the Kumar Lila of Sri Chaitanya Dev, when he as a boy or as a baby starts to crawl and try to walk, and when walking he, his footprints remain on the land and the earth and, and, and has these markings, mystical markings on the foot soles of Sri Chaitanya Dev, and his parents are wondering, what's this? He starts to play with some other baby boys and friends. He starts to do some naughty activities, like eating dirt, similar to Krishna in Brajalila, uh, eating the offerings of some Brahman who is visiting home and revealing to him, you are offering to Bhagavan, I'm that Bhagavan, and so on. Or some thieves trying to kidnap him, and he himself covering them with yoga maya, making them return home, etc., and different lilas like this, eventually when he's more grown, entering more in the Poganda age, from 6 to 10, he starts to hang out with some friends and starts to disturb the Brahmins who are worshipping in the Ganga and throw water into them and spit on them and ruin their offerings. Or when the girls are worshipping the Devas, he's coming and worshipping himself and saying, you worship me, everything will come from that. If you don't worship me, I curse you to have very old and ugly husbands a minimum two, three or more, four co-wives, you won't be the only one, so all the girls, no, 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 you do whatever, here is the paraphernalia. <laughs> so everyone was blessed by Mahaprabhu. And eventually he starts to learn uh, Sanskrit grammar, so that marks the beginning of, of the Poganda age, with Ganga Das Pandit, and he excels everyone, even his teacher, as we will see today also more, in this Sanskrit uh, grammar, and eventually... In the context of this, it is mentioned how uh, Mahaprabhu's elder brother, Vishwarup, accepts sannyas. When he heard all the arrangements were there for his marriage, the next day he disappeared from home and eventually accepted sannyas. So Mahaprabhu's parents are thinking, maybe we should stop giving him an education because he may get too educated and may like to follow in the footsteps of his brother and we don't want to lose our two child, children. So and he, so they stop sending him to school, and he doesn't like this, and he behaves again in a naughty way that much that his parents send back him to school, <laughs> and eventually he receives the upabita, upanayana samskar, the sacred third ceremony. Uh, he again becomes more and more schooled and starts to have debate with different people and defeating everyone, all of them. And but eventually also it is mentioned how Jagannath Mishra passes away from this world and. Mahaprabhu Nimai starts to take more responsibility at home, being himself alone with Sachi, and eventually he gets married 
with Lakshmi Priya. That was the last thing we mentioned yesterday, you know, when he gets married with his eternal consort, Lakshmi Priya. So today we will continue with the next age of Mahaprabhu, the next period of age we finish in Poganda, which is from 5 to 10. So today we will see, again, Kishore Lila, which is from 11 to 15, and then Jovana Lila, from, which is from 16 years onwards. So, let's... One second, there's some insect here. Okay. So it is said that from 11 years... Nimai starts to give Sanskrit classes. So you can imagine, he was pretty good at that. You generally at 11 years are, are not even a good pupil. No? So he was given classes himself. So that's the beginning of his Kishore age. No? Nimai as a, as a teacher, Nimai Pandit. Now the title Pandit starts to make much more sense and to appear much more connected to the name Nimai. So again, he was so brilliant as a Sanskrit uh, teacher that all his students were like how would I say, faber glassed dumbfounded, like wow, not totally and he was de- defeating many scholars around the town, so he was gaining reputation as a pundit no? so but at the same time he was very kind and loving with everyone, so everyone loved, loved him even though he defeated everyone basically <laughs> even the ones who were defeated were charmed by, by his behavior and so on so, in parallel to this, no, Nimai again, remember, Nimai is not a Vaishnava at this point of the Lila. He's more like a Sanskrit Pandit, someone like obsessed with knowledge, not a, a, obsessed with bhakti and, and, and devotion and so on. So, the, the, the Vaishnavas of the community, headed by Advaita Chari and others, they were charmed by Mahaprabhu, but at the same time, they were sad that oh, he's not a Vaishnava. He has all the qualities, he has everything perfect. But he's not a Vaishnava. Only if he will become a Vaishnava, that will be like... Yeah, but... Yeah. So... So they were always lamenting, why? Why he's not a Vaishnava? Will he become a Vaishnava? When that day will come? If just if he will become a Vaishnava, the whole world will... Who, who knows what will happen to the whole world? We, we know what happens because we are consequence of that. <laughs> So, so he was totally in the mood of being a pundit and being challenging everyone. So whoever walks on his path, he was there for a challenge. You know? Nimai was defeating, challenging them, even the devotees. When the devotees came, Nimai was inviting them, calling them, hey, come, come, no, and trying like, to enter into debate. But the devotees didn't want to enter into those debates because they felt this is not a devotional debate or talk. It's just on the level of jnana, and We don't want to lose our time in that. We want to be absorbed in harikata. So the devotees were like cover their ears and just run when Nima, and Nimai was run after will run after them and come 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 I have some points to discuss with you and so on. <laughs> no? One day it is said that he was running after Mukunda who is one of he he's one of will become one of his main associates in the unfolding of the lila and Mukunda is running just escaping from here not wanting to lose his time in useless logic and debate without bhakti. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu is saying that for how long you will ra- run from my, from my grasp, basically. No? At one point, I will become a Vaishnava, and then you will see which type of Vaishnava I will become. I will be the best Vaishnava. <laughs> so also the devotees were thinking, which, I mean, a Vaishnava doesn't speak like that also. 
So he's beautiful, he's charming, but he's he's so much in knowledge, and now he's proud, showing this, saying this type of things. My gosh, no. <laughs> so at the same time, the condition of that moment is that many people were were criticizing the devotees. We see that's always there somehow. Obstacles are there. No, maybe criticizing them, saying they are sentimentalists, they are just singing and dancing. They are lazy, they are just worshipping but not doing certain other things. And many of them were not only Muslims of the area, but Hindus as well, who were following Karma Kanda or something and thinking, they are just singing, what's, what's this nonsense, this is not real religion. So <clears throat> the devotees go, afflicted go to Advait Acharya, who was the leader of the community, and he says to them very, in a very introspective mood, I feel that something hap- something will happen very soon in Navadvi. I like, like to, how to say, overturn, like to change, transform this situation. Hmm? So the beginning of that transformation happened with the, with the visit of Sri Ishwarapuri hmm, to Navadvi. As we will know, Ishwarapuri will become eventually the guru of Sri, Sri Chaitanya. Not yet. Here he's visiting Navadvi and he's coming like disguised as a Ekadandi Sanyas, or as an impersonalist renunciate, like hiding himself, you know, trying to, to not take the attention of the public. Hmm? But at the same time, he's showing great ecstatic symptoms. So you can, if you have, I mean, no matter how much he was trying to disguise himself, he was, um, the bhava spoke for itself, if you will. <clears throat> so everyone knew who he was, that's my point. He tries to hide, but he showed such ecstasy that everyone could feel this is Ishwarapuri. He was known already. So Nimai invited him once to have lunch with him. And, and, and Nimai exhibited some prem in, in the beginning stages in connection with Ishwarapuri. And then Ishwarapuri went to the house of Gopinathacharya, who was other of the devotees in the community. And for some months, Ishwarapuri stayed in Navadvi. So the devotees were visiting him on a daily basis. And at one point, Nimai also. Nimai was visiting Ishwarapuri, showing respect to him. And at one point, he shows one book that he had written. I mean, Ishwarapuri wrote a book called Krishna Lilambrita, which was a lot about Sanskrit grammar. And he shows that to Nimai. He said, you are known as Nimai Pandit. So please, read my book, Krishna Lambrita. And mention to me any mistake there, there, that is there in the book. You know, like, and as an editor of something. Check the book. And Nimai immediately says, whatever a devotee, a great devotee like you composes, there can be no mistake whatsoever. But somehow, Ishwarapur insists, please check it. Okay, Nimai said, I will take it. So Nimai checks the book and finds a mistake, apparently. He finds one mistake, so he goes to Ishwarapuri and points the mistake. Well, I found this, I think this should be like this and that, some grammatical thing. So Ishwarapuri says, hmm, I'll thank you for point. I'll think about that. So Ishwarapuri goes to his place and starts to meditate about what Nimai pointed to, and he realizes... No, actually, there's no mistake here. It's correct. So he goes back eventually and finds Nimai and says, Actually, what you told me was a mistake. It's not a mistake. Actually, it's correct. And Nimai says, Oh, yes, you're right. You have defeated me. No? So it is say that Ishwarapur is the only person who defeated Nimai, <laughs> no? who will eventually become his own guru, of course. No? 
So that's a lila that he's showing how, okay, he's starting to be defeated by bhakti, if you will, in the unfolding of the lila. So, <clears throat> again, another moment he's crossing with Gadadhar Pandit, that as we mentioned, he's Sri Radha in Gaur Lila. And Gadadhar Pandit was a devotee by birth, mm-hmm. and very, very, in a very mild, soft disposition, and he might sometimes was a little bit aggressive. No, like a pundit, like again, coming and, def- and debating and challenging and come here, I want to speak with you, I have some points. I'll... And Gadal Pandit, again, didn't want to enter into that situation, basically. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> it is said that all the Vaishnavas were kind of concerned for Nimai, saying, this is such a brilliant boy, but he's losing his time so much with knowledge in such an extreme degree. So they start to pray for him, no? like some chain, 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 chain prayer. No? So may he become a devotee. May Nimai Pandit become a Vaishnava. No? And it is said that eventually he becomes, as we will see, he becomes a Vaishnava. So the point that here this Lilia is wanting to tell us is that if you don't have the blessings of the Vaishnavas, you cannot attain bhakti. Bhakti is not inherent. <laughs> it depends on Sadhu Sangha, on the blessings of the, of the Vaishnavas. So Nimai is showing that with his own example, being Bhagavan himself in the mood of eventually of a devotee. So Nimai starts to have his first ecstatic symptoms, but still he's officially Nimai Pandit, he's not officially converted to Vaishnavism. So somehow he's not like confessing what's going on. So he's justifying, I have some disorder of the, my airs in the body, my prana is out of order, so I exhibited this type of, you know, something like this. And, uh, and the devotees were wondering, what's going on with Nimai? He's shouting somehow, or fainting at times, maybe some spirit is possessing him. They're in the Naralila, thinking in those terms. You know? Maybe he's sick and so on. And the devo- when he wakes, awakes from the fainting, the, the devotees just basically implore him, please worship Krishna become a devotee and crying in there and, and Nimai smiles looks at them and smiles like like thinking it's going to happen. It's it's getting closer and closer and closer, no? Mm-hmm. So after this also the <clears throat> Chaitanya Bhagavad special is describing how Nimai we used to visit different people in Nadia, very very similar to what happens in Krishna Lila, like a how do you call this in English? A weaver? A weaver or like a <clears throat> Uh, someone who was selling like fragrances, like oils and things like these, or someone who worked with flowers, or someone who was sending, selling conch shells, different selling, salesmen, salesmen or woman, someone who was c- selling uh, banana leaves, Kola Sridhar, famous associate of Mah- and Mahaprabhu will go to all of them, <clears throat> and he will ask their respective products. No, can you give me one of these? Can you give me one? And when they say, okay. The price is this. I say, oh, but I don't have anything to pay you. No. And and they were like, but I mean, this is the this is how it works. I give you this, and you have to give me something. I don't have I have anything to give you. But he was so charming that everyone was like, take it here. here you go. He will take, and, and Mahaprabhu just bless them with his glance. You know? and for for sure, that was the highest reward and payment they could receive. No? So this way Nimai was like visiting all different houses in Nadia and the different shops even and charming everyone, still not unfolding his his devotional character but already <clears throat> charming the whole the whole town basically. And, and again many of them are his eternal associates, as we will see. 
but all of them are covered by Yogamaya at this point. No, nobody thinking in terms we are eternal associates of Yogamaya so, because they are thinking may he become a devotee. No? That's the arrangement that Yogamaya is doing. So <clears throat> then it is described how Mahaprabhu he was married with Lakshmi Priya, his first wife, and they were really exemplary, as they were saying in India, Paka. Grihastas, no, like very nice Grihastas attending, receiving every visitors and, and, and being an exemplary uh, married couple and worshipping different personalities who will visit their house which included demigods and other personalities disguised as humans wanting to have darshan of Nimai mm. and it is described how Lakshmi Priya was serving Mahaprabhu and was serving Sachi Devi with lots of dedication and love um, at that point Nimai starts to travel he was a teacher, remember, no? as a teacher of Sanskrit grammar. So somehow, at some moment, he had to went to other villages to teach. No? He on, he did not only had his own school at Navadvi, but he had some other places he would go. So it is said that in one of these tours he was doing, <coughs> he kind of delayed more than usual. <coughs> Sorry, one second. And. Uh, <coughs> And this is, was too much for Lakshmi Priya to, to tolerate. So Lakshmi Priya, Mahaprabhu's first wife, died in separation of Mahaprabhu. And sometimes the Shastra say she died bitten by a snake. And sometimes the Acharya will say, well, that snake was the snake of separation mm-hmm. from, from her beloved. So it is said that when, when Mahaprabhu, who was still outside of his house, received the news of this, he returned to give support to Sachi, who again, you can imagine, she lost first his child, seven egg daughters, then Vishwarupa accepted sannyas, now Nimai's first, now, then her husband died, now Nimai's first wife died, <laughs> so it's one after the other. And her only child is outside home, she's just herself burying with the whole situation, so he, she, he returns and... Uh, he stays home supporting her mother and continuing with his teaching, but more locally. You know, having many admirers and many followers that were really charmed by his capacity. You know? To say that whoever will study with Nimai for one year become a, a pandit himself or herself. So such at this point was feeling, I would like to see my Nimai married again. Because, I mean, his marriage was like very... a few years and he was so young, so he, she was feeling the... In, in her Vatsalya, she projected this need in, into Antunimai. So there is Vishnu Priya manifesting, which will be Mahaprabhu's second wife. Uh, she's the son of one Brahmin called Sanat Mishra. And there was one Brahmin there who made, again, how was the name? Match, matchmaker? Okay. Another matchmaker, Kashinath Pandit, one Brahmin. So they make the arrangements for, <clears throat> for the marriage to take place at some auspicious moment. I'm, very, I'm being very brief in describing every event. You know, in, in Chaitanya Bhagavat and Chaitanya Chaitanya, you have pages and pages of the details of the marriage. I, uh, there's no time for that. But you can. All this is just a trailer, so you become tempted to go to the detailed descriptions in Shastra. <clears throat> so in this way, Nimai was married with Vishnu Priya. So both, both Lakshmi Priya and Vishnu Priya are expand, manifestations of Bhagavan Sarup Shakti. It is said the Lakshmi Priya is one aspect of that called Sri Shakti, and Vishnu Priya is one aspect of that called Bhu Shakti, Bhu Devi, connected to the earth as well. Hmm? So then, after this, 
Chaitanya Bhagavat of Brindavan Das Thakur gives a very detailed description of Hari Das Thakur. We spoke a little bit about that, about him today in the morning, right? When we were speaking about Brahma and so on. So there's a whole chapter about Hari Das Thakur speaking about, and all this before Mahaprabhu becomes a devotee, you know? Hari Das Thakur was elder than Mahaprabhu, and he was already a Vaishnav. As we mentioned today, he was Brahma in the previous life, and he was receiving his his final chance here to attain his desire of Sakya Bhav in Vrindavan. So it is described the Achar of Haridas Thakur. He, was, he will sing three lakhs per day, which means 300,000 names, which means 192 rounds, basically, <laughs> every single day. And he will find also to do time in between that to do Prachar, Oh, that's a famous verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita where Haridas is praised by Sanatan Goswami because he fully engages in Achar and Prachar at the same time. And it is said, also mentioned in brief how he was beaten in these 22 markets because the Muslim government didn't want him to become a Hindu, if you will, because he was born a Muslim, so he was like chastised, abandon that external religion and follow your your natural religion, which is to be a Muslim, and he will say, even if you cut my body to pieces, my tongue won't stop singing Harina. You can cut my whole body, however, you do whatever you like. I won't stop doing my my yaknya, if you will, my bhajan. <laughs> and, well, eventually Haridas Thakur goes to Navadvip and, and meets Advaita Chari and the devotees, so the whole team gets more and more in place for the display of, of Mahaprabhu's devotional side. Not yet. No, we have to wait a little bit more. No, some associate five are missing yet in the whole picture. So still Nimai is officially Nimai Pandit. No? So we are almost about to close this Kishore Lila from um, 10 to 15. But there's one famous, more famous incident very connected to the idea of Nimai being a Pandit, which is Nimai's uh, conquering, if you will, of Keshava Kashmiri, uh, who was a very famous pandit. Uh, he was called Dikbijai. Dikbijai means Bijai means like conqueror or being victorious. And Dik means like directions, like west, east, north. So a Dikbijai means like he who conquers all directions. Like speaks about this great pandit at world travel and challenge people to debates and defeat one, defeat two, and they will have sometimes to, to sign what is called a Bijai Patra, or like a certificate of being defeated. So in this way they will acquire their reputation. I defeated this, I have this, 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 you have the proof. That, so I am Dig So he was Dig Bijai, which means he defeated everyone in every direction. So he arrived to Navadiv, and he knew about a, a, a so-called, a, a, a very brilliant boy called Nimai Pandit, was a pundit, so again, for a pundit means I have to find other pundits, so the more I defeat the other pundits, I become further pundit. <laughs> no? So one day, Nimai was there in Navadvip his, with his students. Remember, he's still a boy, 15 years old, with his students, and Keshava Kashmiri appears, who is elder in age and well-known as a Digbijai again. Uh, so Nimai was offering prayers to the Ganga and so on. So Nimai greets, like a senior, addresses Keshava Kashmir, you are a senior. No? So he said, okay, 
Pranam, Panditji, and Kesava Kashmir was considerably proud. No? Like, oh, this boy, no? like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Bless him. No? And he might well say with great humility, well, I, I'm not, I'm, I, someone, some people, oh, he said, oh, you are Nimai Pandit. I've heard about you. So Nimai say, uh, actually people call me Pandit, but I'm not Pandit. Who am I in comparison to you? No? So he starts to glorify Keshava Kashmir. I'm not so expert like you. I've heard about you and it's like, maybe you hear something about me, but whatever you heard is not true actually. I'm nobody in comparison to such a family. And, and, and therefore, and this, of course, we will see how Nimai is, is, is schooling Keshava Kashmir through his humility. So he says, I've heard you are such a great pandit, and we are now, we have the fortune of being here seated at the, at the shores of the Ganga. So will you please, Panditji, bless us all by composing some prayers for the Ganga? Please, some poetry you offer to the Ganga, and we will be so blessed to hear your poetic Sanskrit skills while doing so. No, so at this point Keshava Kashmir was like <laughs> <laughs> like this Michelin Michelin <laughs> so no, so he was like totally full of full of himself puffed up. up thank you so much so when Nimai say that he say of course I, I, I will do that. So in one hour, it is said that he composed 100 Sanskrit verses for glorifying the, the Ganga on the spot. Now, not repeating something that he learned, but composing on the spot 100 Sanskrit verses, which is something that is not from this world. I mean, it's already like, you can imagine, just composing one verse. <laughs> it takes learning the, the Devanagari to begin with. He composing 100 verses in one hour. It is said like, like the stream of of the wind, like, okay, so he ended the hour, okay, no? that is nice, so Nimai started like to, oh, Panditji, to glorify, and he said, can you please uh, explain, you, you recited this poetry in one, I mean, you composed that in such a way, you're such a, but he starts to glorify him, <laughs> I say, now, can I ask you something, in case you say, yeah, you can ask me whatever you want, can you please explain one of the verses you mentioned? And he says, yes, uh, but I recited the verses like, Phew. so how can you, which verse? He said, this verse, and he might recite the verse. I don't remember, maybe the 64th verse. <laughs> no? So the pani was like, already started to become Vimohan. No? Like, how could you remember even one of the verses? And in the middle of that, I, and I recited them like, so quickly. Uh, and you might very humbly say, well, by the grace of, of God, one person can be a great poet, like you, another person can become a Shrutidhar. Shrutidhar means someone who memorizes whatever one is hearing. <gasps> so he didn't say like me, but he just said like, like, well, by the grace of Bhagavan, everything can happen. So Keswa Kashmir said, okay. <laughs> so he started to explain that, that verse after a long explanation with all the grammatical details and the alankars or the poetic ornamentation. There are so many complex categories there to, to, to unfold. So he made this long thing. So Nimai said, thank you so much, Panditji. So now, could you explain to all of us, he was with his students, no? could you enlighten us by explaining the virtues and the defects of your verse? So Keshav Kashmir was like, 
I can only explain the virtues. There are no defects. My composition is absolutely faultless and perfect. Again, his prayer was like, his prayer was like reaching the, the height. And there was a purpose to this. No? So there's only good qualities in this verse. There's no the, the least minimum defect. Mahaprabhu said, no, no, please explain both, both two things. And the Pandit said, no, 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 no. Who, who you are, little boy, you are just ignorant of real ground. So he started kind of insulting me. My, who do you think you are to tell me that I have defects in my poetry and so on? Hmm? Uh, you don't understand anything about Sanskrit grammar. So Nimai very humbly started like to point, well, I see these, and I see that, and I see the. And he started to mention all these different defects. And saying, because of these defects, the composition is lost, basically. The virtue of the composition is... So at this point, Keshava Kashmir is totally overwhelmed, like realizing, actually, those were defects. <laughs> but he was not able like to say anything in, 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 in like con- counter-arguing whatever Nimai was saying. So he became like totally dumbfounded and and, and, and he, he felt Saraswati, he was worship he will worship Saraswati, the goddess of learning. She was her his Easter death. So he felt Sara, Saraswati is somehow angry with me. She's not giving me light in this moment. She's not assisting me. And, and I'm just without knowing what to do. And I have been defeated by this little boy. So you can imagine, he was on the top of the mountain of pride, thinking I'm the greatest of the... And in one minute he was like, down, <laughs> on the floor, from there. So, actually to say that Saraswati herself influenced, made the arrangement to make Keshava Kashmir compose his, that verse wrongly. No? Usually he wouldn't do that, but Saraswati made him make that mistake. <laughs> and then Saraswati covered Kesava Kashmir not being able to say anything when Nimai was pointing to all the things. So it is said that at that point, all, the, all at that point, all the students of Nimai started like to to laugh at Kesava Kashmir. <laughs> but Nimai said, no, 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 do not do that. That's not correct because he was humiliated basically. You know? He was totally destroyed. He said, no, 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 no. And and, and actually, Nimai tried to console. You say. The pandit said, I mean, this type of mistakes happen, these things happen, mistakes are found even in greatest authors and poets, so please do not be depressed or discouraged, it's part of life. So, so you can come tomorrow and we can continue speaking. So at that point, you can imagine how Keshav Kashmir is returning back to his home. <laughs> huh? And he starts to praise Saraswati, his Istadev, like... What, what happened? Why this did it happen? You always assisted me, you always enlightened me, and, and I need to solve this mystery. So at night he was going to sleep. I mean, he couldn't have stopped thinking about the whole situation. So it is said that when he finally went to sleep, Saraswati reveals to him in a dream and says, I mean, that person that you worship me, but that boy that today defeated you, he's my worshipable deity. Wow. <laughs> and he shows how Nimai. The little boy is actually Bhagavan himself and the source of all avatars and so on. So Keshava Kashmir was totally enlightened by Saraswati herself. So next day, of course, the Dik Bijai, Keshava Kashmir, goes and surrenders at the feet of, of Nimai Pandit. In the context of being a Pandit and debate, still, still we are not in the devotional chapter, but, but somehow... 
Keshav Kashmir was freed from pride and so many other faults by the grace of Nimai. So that's the end of of the Kishore Leela of, of Nimai Pandit, no? from his 10 to 15 years. So next we will continue with the uh, Babuk Nimai, we will call or, or the Jovana Leela. Jovana Leela, which is from 16 onward, onwards. And at this point, Nimai won't be called any longer Pandit. Of course, he remains being a Pandit, in the, in, even in the real sense, now that he will become a devotee. But sometimes he's called Bhavuk Nimai. Bhavuk will mean someone immersed in Bhava. As you have Sadaka, who is in Sadhana, you have Premika in connection to Prem, you have Bhavuka in connection to Bhava. Of course, the Bhava that Mahaprabhu is showing is not only the Bhava that comes before Prem, it is the Bhava, Mahabhav Swarupin in Sridhar's mood. So, but this stage is called Bhavuk Nimai and corresponds with. Mahaprabhu's Jovana Lila, which is from 16 onwards. And of course has to do with his conver- official conversion to go to Vaishnavism. Not Gaudiya Vaishnavism because he himself is the beginner of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. <laughs> so one day it is said that <clears throat> Nimai is traveling on pilgrimage and he goes to a place called Gaya. Gaya, a very sacred place in, in India when there are a lot of feet of of Vishnu can be seen there. And he goes there, very sacred, well-known place of pilgrimage, and he starts to show very ecstatic symptoms while having darshan of these feet. And then there he meets again Ishwarapuri. Remember, he went to Navadvip, and now Nimai is going to Gaya, and Ishwarapuri is there. And Nimai starts to worship Ishwarapuri, to cook for him, to serve him, and to, I mean, eventually to ask him, Give me mantra. Hmm? Become my Gurudev. Initiate me. So at this point, we will see the, the devotional unfolding. And it's not too much of an unfolding. It's like an immediate explosion, as we all say. It's, it's not like Nimai. Okay, it's initiated, and it takes like some decades or some lifetimes, so he finally becomes ecstatic. It's just like... <laughs> no? So Ishvarapuri gives him Diksha, no? gives him mantra. So it is described that Nimai returns home and is totally transformed. No? The scriptures say that whenever he started chanting the mantra, he came back to his guru like crazy. Gurudev, what, what did you give me? I mean, what's in that mantra? I, I just chant and I go mad. So what's there in that sound? And his reproof was like, mm. <laughs> He's knowing what to do. He's properly doing. He quoted a famous verse from the Bhagavatam, Nibambrata, Supriyanama, Supriyanama, Kirtyan, and so on, which ends up saying like, Someone who chants the name of Krishna, the one's favorite names, will eventually dance and sing like a crazy person without caring for what society is telling and so on. So, that's an important verse of the Vata which shows what should happen when you chant Harina. You should become a madman, basically. So Mahaprabhu was exhibiting that and Ishwarapur was approving. That's, that's, that's what it should happen. So, Nimai Pandit became a Vaishnav. So he returns from Gaya eventually to Navadiv. And remember, the whole Navadiv is burning in this desire when he will become a Vaishnav, when he might will become a Vaishnav. The whole city is united, the whole village or town united in this prayer, as we say. All of them were praying, when will he become a Vaishnav? If he just will become a Vaishnav, what will be of us? And 
their prayer becomes true. Nimai Pandit became a Vaishnava. The, the news started to spread very quickly, even before Nimai is coming back. Some rumors, you say? Nimai Pandit has become a Vaishnava. So try to imagine, try to enter. Again, all these narrations, as we mentioned earlier, are not just for us to witness, but to witness, okay, this is happening, but to try to participate in that, try to connect emotionally, make a bond with this. One of the inhabitants of Navadi, we want to be one of them. So, oh, Nimai became a So, again, he, he went from Gaia before returning to Navadi, he visited some other places of pilgrimage, and some of his students were with him. So they started like to witness all the symptoms of Prem that Mahaprabhu was showing. And, uh, well, eventually he returns to, to Navadvip and he starts to share his conversion with his associates, basically, you know, and, and crying extremely. Again, as I mentioned, it's not like, okay, now I'm chanting my rounds and struggling with my mind. I was, <laughs> I'm distracted, I have to be concentrated, I have to follow the regulative principle. It was not that like that. He, he was not able to finish one syllable of Srinama, he will fail, pass out, and this type of standard of, of sadhana, if you will. No? As, as my Guru Maharaj said, no? Some, once, once someone said, Gaur Lila doesn't seem that exciting. Hmm? Because you don't find that intrigues and, and romance and things that you have in Brajalila and all these things, situation and hiding stuff. So Gorlila doesn't seem that much of a wow thing. <laughs> but my Guru say, are you sure? Because imagine, I mean, whatever, all the devotees here are chanting and the Shastri is saying, if you just chant one name, you pass out. If you associate with devotees only one second, all perfection can come. Of course, we do not experience that because we are not doing that fully perfectly, but there in Nitya now, all those things that are said in Shastra are actually happening. Everyone chants half a syllable of Srinam, everyone is crying and passing out. They associate for a minute, all of them are rolling on the ground in ecstasy. So that's not exciting enough, <laughs> basically. No? So it is said that Nimai comes, and again, he's initiated, he began officially his devotional chapter, total ecstatic and crying in separation and calling Krishna in the mood of Radha. And on one side, his devotees are so happy, but also they are like concerned, like, because it's, he's a devotee, but he's like too much of a devotee. <laughs> 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 no? Ex- extreme symptoms. So they were like concerned. Why he, he does, he's crying and he's not stopping his crying. And he's fainting and he's rolling on the ground. So I mean, yeah, we wanted him to be a devotee, but this is like... <laughs> so all of them were so affected that also eventually that became like contagious, like epidemic. So he will cry, all of them will cry along with Mahaprabhu. He will faint, all of them will join him in, in the fainting. And, and in this way, divine empathy started to manifest between the Lord and his associates. Hmm? So Mahaprabhu at this, point, at this point, he's visiting devotees and he's starting to speak to everyone about the glories of bhakti, supremacy of bhakti, and the chanting of Srinam. And again, he still is continuing teaching Sanskrit grammar, but the teaching is very unique at this point. <laughs> He's totally converted, and he cannot teach Sanskrit grammar normally. So he will start to, to teach all his students 
how every Sanskrit verbal root, which is called dhatu, all of them are connected with names of Krishna. So he starts to explain in Sanskrit grammar everything in connection with Krishna Nam. Totally observes and absorbs with Krishna. Everything converging in Krishna Nam, Krishna Nam, Krishna Nam, Krishna Nam. Every word of the alphabet first is the name of Krishna and then means something else. No? This, and of course he, he knows how to explain that. It's not that he's just crazy and saying nonsense. He's supporting all his points and all the students are like, what's this? So, so, they are, so, so the students are like, charmed but also like confused like this is not a normal class of Sanskrit this is a particular so they go to Ganga Das Pandit who is Mahaprabhu's own teacher in Sanskrit and 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 he goes to Mahaprabhu and telling well the students are saying this um, but Nimai is just like it's impossible for him to do it differently now he has been converted again he's seeing Krishna everywhere <laughs> So you, if you are seeing Krishna everywhere, you cannot ask, please do not see Krishna there. <laughs> no? He say, no, but, but he's there. How can I, I cannot see that? He's there, he's there, he's there, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, he, he gives these ecstatic classes of Sanskrit. <laughs> not generally, class, class of Sanskrit grammar is not too ecstatic. <laughs> it's not too tasty, and, and it's more like you have to, okay, not to process all this. Dhatus and and the, and the different sandhis and oh, so many things there. So so Mahaprabhu gives all this class like in trance, and at the end he kind of returns to external consciousness and asks his students how it was the class. <laughs> like like basically, what did I say? Was it okay? I was. <laughs> and the devotees were like, I mean, what do we say? I mean, everything was incredible, perfect, but at the same time. It was not that of much of a Sanskrit class any longer. It's something else. So Nimai realized, I cannot teach any longer. I mean, it's, it's, I cannot continue with this. It's, it's too much. No? So he said to his students, please go wherever you may like to go and study Sanskrit in some other place. But they were also in love with him. No? Whatever we learn, we learn from you. And now in this particular stage also, we want to, to, to keep learning from you in, in the new way you are also no? now teaching us. So, so that, that's when Nimai tells him, okay, so stop learning Sanskrit, <laughs> basically. Leave all your studies and immerse yourself in Krishna now. That's my new teaching now. No? That's my new lesson. And of course, all of them are his previous associates, so it's a natural connection among them. So then it's how Mahaprabhu starts to instruct them about engaging in Sankirtan and the whole town of Navadip or mostly, most of the town officially joins the, the official beginning of the Sankirtan movement you know, that is taking place at this moment. I say that actually the very first Sankirtan was not that much like equipped with Mridangas and Kartas but it was basically Nimai sitting there and all his associates surrounding him and Nimai started to speak about Krishna and crying and crying, that was the first Sankirtan, basically. You know? And that's the essence of Sankirtan, basically, you know? to cry for Krishna. So he will cry, and all of them will cry. No need of Mridanga, Nankartal, tears were there, that's the necessary ingredient. But after crying and speaking about Krishna, it is said that when, when Mahaprabhu and his devotees will get together and for Harikata, the Harikata became so much like, like condensed 
condensed and more condensed and more condensed. And at that one point, Mahaprabhu was not able to tolerate any word apart from the name of Krishna. No? So all his harikata will get more and more condensed to the point of just Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. And then the kirtan will start. No? All the names of Krishna. No? So that, that's a very... That's how the class always ended in Kirtan, if you will. But in a natural way, not like, okay, class is over now, let's do Kirtan, give me the Mridanga. Not in that way, but just the conversation reaches such heights of condensation that only the name of Krishna remained at that point and everyone was just calling Krishna and crying and so on. <laughs> so that's our that's idea, that our Harikata becomes so condensed that only names of Krishna remain there. And of course, after some time, we will continue with Harikatam, trying to ex- explain or expand on, on that Kirtan and going back and forth from Harikata and Harikirtan. Once Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta <clears throat> said that, he said, you cannot sep- as, as you cannot separate Krishna from Sri Radha, they are eternally one and united, you cannot really separate them. In the same way, you cannot separate Nam and Harikata. Nam is connected with Krishna. Krishna is not different from his name. And Harikata is connected with Sri Radha. She's the best speaker of Harikata. So as you cannot separate Radha and Krishna, you cannot, you should not separate. And you cannot actually, even if you try, <laughs> separate Harikirtan from Harikata. So it's very important to understand this, you know, how one thing will be naturally connected with other. So Mahaprabhu shown which type of kirtan will take us to the goal. It's yeah, kirtan, but harikata. Sometimes the boat is, I mean, it's nice that you get together for kirtan only, but ideally it's important also to complement the kirtan with harikata. That's what Mahaprabhu is teaching here. No? So there is some benefit if you get together for kirtan, but if harikata is interwoven, how do you say? With that, it's full benefit there. So, so interestingly, in, in, in Gaur Lila, all this, as we will see, and as we are seeing already, all, everything revolves around Kirtan, basically. All of the devotees are traveling around through Kirtan, as we mentioned. They go to Krishna Lila in their respective identities through Kirtan as well. Hmm? So that will be natural in, in, in the unfolding of the Lila. The, the, the role of Kirtan is stal- starting to be established here. Hmm? So... Again, Mahaprabhu is fully converted now, so he closed his school of Sanskrit and he opened a new school now, Sankirtan school at Sriva Sangam, in the house of Srivas, in the courtyard of Srivas. Not yet now, but in some moments, they will start this night Sankirtan in in closed doors. Closed doors, you say, locked doors? Only some private intimate group starts to, which is the parallel of the Rasa Lila in Vrindavan. On the parallel lila to the Rasa Lila, the Rasa Sankirtan in Sriva Sangam. So, again, Nimai became a Vaishnav. Everyone gets uh, totally enlivened with that. No, now, because the devotees were having some difficulties, as I mentioned, in the society at that time, some opposition was there. But now Nimai became a Vaishnav. They felt like now we can conquer the whole world. I mean, there's no, with such a, a member in our crew, I mean, there's no obstacle. Hmm? So, <clears throat> but again, his Vaishnavism was too much. <laughs> so his associate, especially Sachi, Nimai's mother was really concerned because 
my child. My child is crying all day now and rolling on the ground and sometimes hitting on the ground and, and behaving like a dysfunctional person for moments. You know? like, so what's happening? I'm con- it's a mother, but Sally above, it's like um, overflowing in her. No? And, and different people, again, were given their own like versions. You know? He has this type of madness, psychological dysfunction, this, as you're vertically speaking, some airs going in different places and so on. Hmm? Or as even today, some modern scholars will des- describe some of them. Mahaprabhu was someone who had epilepsy, mm-hmm. no? like he's fainting. And, and but as my guru Maharaj will say, epilepsy is not contagious. <laughs> no? But what Mahaprabhu was showing was, was contagious. Everyone was transformed by that. No? So different people were sh- given different ideas. No, better you tie your son. Don't some Damodar Lila like this. Tie your son in. in, in in the house to the bed or something, so he doesn't escape and end, uh, ends up who knows where, doing what. So so some people were starting to see Nimai in those terms, like, oh, he's becoming crazy. So one day Srivas Pandit comes, who was, as you know, very close to Nimai and, and an elder. So Mahaprabhu asks Srivas, what do you think of me now? What do you think of all the things that I am showing and people are saying about me? No, people are saying that I'm getting, I'm going crazy, I'm going mad. So what do you think? And she will say, I pray to attain that madness someday. <laughs> I pray, that, I hope that madness may sprinkle me on some level at least. So Mahaprabhu was relieved and say, oh, okay. No, because if you three of us will have thought as the normal people who is considering me crazy in the ordinary sense, if someone like you will have thought like that, I will have thrown myself into the Ganges immediately. My life has no more meaning. But Srivas say, no, no, no. You are legally crazy. <laughs> That's a desired madness we want. So after that, Srivas was also pacifying Sachimata, who, was, again, was quite concerned. Hmm? So Nimai kept, again, unfolding his devotional lila and engaging in Sankirtan with his devotees. And while in Sankirtan, he was exhibiting such extreme symptoms of ecstasy. Hmm? Rupa Goswami, in Bhaktura Sambrita Sindhu, he describes different symptoms of ecstasy. And at some point he says, but there are some symptoms which are so rare that I won't describe them. Because probably you will never see them in anyone. <laughs> I won't extend the book unnecessarily. But, and he mentions a few of them without explaining them and it said that all of them will like appear in Mahaprabhu simultaneously so it was like uncommon thing so his associates again in the beginning they were thinking okay Nimai our Nimai town boy became a Vaishnav he's such a unique Vaishnav we are so proud of him we are so happy but at one point he started to behave in such a uncommon extraordinary way that they started like to think who is Nimai Maybe he's God, no? So the idea started to come in sound like for someone to exhibit what he's exhibiting, he cannot be a normal person. So, I mean, while Nimai was like in agony, crying for Krishna and in the floor, throwing, and, and the words were like, Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? There's a famous story of Nimai calling Krishna, calling Krishna in desperate state. And, <clears throat> and Gadadhar Pandit was close to him, and he said, "Do not, Nimai, do not be so desperate. Krishna is in your heart." So Nimai, oh, like, 
going back to life. Oh, Christian's in my heart. So he looked at his heart. And he started to try to tear, up, tear apart his chest, like Hanuman when he's showing. No? So he tried to open his chest, like, where's Krishna? In the heart. Okay, I have to find him. <laughs> and Sachi was witnessing all that and saying, my voice. I mean, it's too, this is too much. But it is say that Gadadar, that Gadadar was very expert in pacifying Nimai. No, no, Nimai, he's in your heart, but he will come to you soon. No need to open your chest now. You can wait and everything. And he pacified, remember, his brother pacifying Krishna, tasting his mood. <laughs> so Gadadar was so expert at that, that Sachi said, please, Gadadar, from this moment on, you never leave my Nimai. Because I don't know what he will do in the next minute. But you, I, I've seen you are so expert in dealing with him, so you need not leave him for a moment. So they say that from that moment on, Gadadar Pandit became like a, like a shadow in the life of Nima, always with him. And only at the end he will disappear again when Mahaprabhu in Puri in the Gambira is tasting Radha but that's another thing that we already spoke, spoke when we were described the Puri Lilas. Hmm? So... <clears throat> At this point, we reached this, this section in which some of the neighbors in now they were complaining about the kirtan. <laughs> because you can imagine, the kirtan was pretty ecstatic, pretty loud, shouting, crying, and many mridangas now, many cartels. So not every, not every member of Navadu was a follower of Mahaprabhu. So many, some of them start to complain, and many of them were Hindus, again, not necessarily Muslims, because sometimes they think, oh, only the Muslims are against. But this, in this case, were the, the Hindus. And they were thinking, what's this practice? This is heterodox. This is not in the scripture. It's shouting, dancing, crying. Uh, that's not the religion, the Dharma, and so on. And so whatever. So many of them thought, okay, this is... This all is being done in Srivas' Sangam, in the house of Srivas. So Srivas must be the one orchestrating all this. So we have to, to do something with him. So they start like to threat, threaten, threaten him. If you continue doing this Sankirtan, we will speak with the governor here. He will come personally and you will be put to, to jail. Things like this. No? So we see there, were, there was opposition. It's not that Al Mahaprabhu is there and everything is flowing smoothly. Oh, there were some obstacles to increase longing and so on. Hmm? So, it is said that at that point, again, you can imagine also Srivas was concerned. You know, like We have so many complaints and people is putting pressure on us. So Srivas was at home, concerned. And Mahaprabhu comes to Srivas' house. So he knocks. You know, like, and he finds Srivas worshipping Nrishimhate. Srivas, the deity at Srivas Sangha is Nishringhade. Interestingly. And that's why also sometimes Srila Prabhupada will recommend his devotees worship Srinishringhade for the protection of the Sankirtan movement. <laughs> Srivas Pandi was doing that. No? So he was worshipping. So Mahaprabhu was knocking on the door. Not like this, but pretty loud. <laughs> and Srivas was engaged in worship. Like if you're doing puja, you may not answer the, the knock. And, 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 and Nimai starts to shout outside, open, open the door. That person that you are worshipping in the altar is knocking your door now. No? Like implying, I'm not different from Nishimate, basically. No? So Sri was like, what's going on? He opens the door. No? And Nimai manifests to Sri was in fo- with four arms, uh, showing Chatur Bhuj. 
So it is said that Sriva starts to pray, pray to Nimai at that moment. Mm-hmm. And Mahaprabhu says, bring all your family. Srivas is a big grihasta, has many, one wife, but children, and his brothers are living in his house with his, their families and so on. And so this, he said, call all of them so they can see this manifestation. So all of them come and, and, and Mahaprabhu puts his feet on the head of each one. So pretty Aishwaric moment. <laughs> but he made all that to say, Srivas, even if the king is coming to cancel our Sankirtan, I will take charge of that, no problem. No, like showing that to say, do not be concerned about Just, I mean, he showed that Aishwarya, but only to give support to his devotee in, in, in deep way. So Aishwarya in the service of, of the Madhuri, if you will. No? So we say, no problem. If all of them come to cancel, I will put all of them to sing Harinam with us. <laughs> Bas, period. Huh? So of course you can imagine Srivas was... Sorry, someone is, is calling me. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the moment now. <laughs> no, it's creep around from Colombia. So. so it is said that being there in the house of Srivas, there was one girl also, four years old, who was uh, Srivas, how do you say in English? Niece? Niece, okay. Narayani. Who will be eventually home, the mother of Vrindavan Dastakur, the writer of Chaitanya Bhagavan. So, Vrindavan Dastakur's mother is Narayani, who is the niece of Sri Pandit. So, this girl was four years old, and Mahaprabhu was in this particular mood. And when the girl came four years old, he gave like the instruction, Bolo Krishna, sing Krishna. And he said, sing Krishna and cry. So, if you can imagine, if he gives that empowerment, <laughs> the girl fall on the floor and start to sing and, and cry and roll on the ground in ecstasy. Mm-hmm. So, after all that, he Nimai kind of return to his normal mood and say to Srivas, now you are down, you feel supported now? It's okay, all fear dissipated now? But please do not reveal this incident to others. Keep it confidential. And he returns to his house. You can imagine Srivas, how he slept that night. <laughs> if he slept at all, basically. No? And, and now he's, he's, uh, we will see how gradually this Ajbar starts to unfold. And there will be a different person with Mahaprabhu showing his Bhagavan side, if you will. Mm. This is mostly narrated in Chaitanya Bhagavad, as we mentioned. It gives more that shows that side of him. So on another occasion, in, in this similar line, Mahaprabhu it is said that once he was hearing some glorification, some praise to Sri Barahadev, mm, the boar avatar, mm, so it is said that he heard that praise in the house from Murari Gupta. Murari Gupta is the first, the writer of the first biography of Sri Chaitanya and a, an expression of Hanuman in Gorlila. So it is said that Mahaprabhu went right into the house of Murari Gupta and said, and, and, and adopted the form of a boar. He appeared as Varadev in front of Murari Gupta. And he took like a what, earth pot like if it were the planet Earth, and put on on his tusk, tusks, no? And, and he told Murari, worship me. <laughs> no? So it is said that Murari started like to offer prayers and glorify that unique form. And then Mahaprabhu told him, again, in that mood, no? I mean, some, even sometimes the Vedas are joking about me because saying, Bhagavan has no form, Bhagavan has no qualities, he's near Guna. And there's one Mayabadi called Prakasananda Sarasvati who is mut- mutilating mm. 
mutilating my body because he's preaching that there's no form, the absolute is formless and all this. So, in, in ecstasy, who is establishing this personalistic doctrine? No? Bhagavan has formed uh, many forms, as I'm showing you, this form and that form and that form. So, in this way, Nimai was like showing this side of him, this like Ashwaric divine side, to, and revealing himself to each one of his associates, one after another. One, and themselves were realizing, like my Guru Maharaj likes to say, no? and one point of the Lila, Nimai behaves in such a way that everyone wants, starts to wonder, maybe he's God. And then the next question is, by his God, where are his associates? Because Bhagavan never comes without his associates. And then eventually they realize, we are his associates. <laughs> and they kind of found themselves in a new lila. Now, try to imagine what must it mean, that experience. Like, where are his associates? Oh, I am Hanuman in this lila now, and I'm this, and I'm that. So, so in this way, they were awakening to that reality, the unfolding of the gold lila on earth. Mm-hmm. And, and with all these new insights, they were taking newer strength to engage in Sankirtan, despite all this opposition that was coming. Mm-hmm. So at this point, almost all the associates of, of Mahaprabhu were there with him. The whole team, if you will, was, was complete, with the exception of an important figure, Srinityananda Prabhu, was still not there in Navadvip. We have not mentioned him, basically. So you can. You were wondering, where is Nityananda? Where is Nityananda? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I need to say that at this point, Mahaprabhu was feeling intense separation from him. Because again, Nityananda is Balaram, eternal associate of Krishna. So it's, even though he's not appearing in the Lila, they're eternally bond. So Mahaprabhu was experiencing great necessity of meeting him in this particular Lila. So in Chaitanya Bhagavata, this is described a little bit the background of how Nityananda arrived to uh, Navadvip. So he was born, his father is called Hadai Pandit, his mother is called Patmabhati Devi. So it is said that Hadai Pandit never allowed Nityananda to go too much out of the house because of fear of that he may leave. Because he showed this nature of total lack of interest for worldly things and so on. And eventually one sannyasi came to their house and there is this custom in India, even today sometimes, that sannyasi comes to your house and after the visit he will, the, the householder offers dakshina, like some donation. What do you want? Sometimes sannyasi may say, I want your child, your kid, to accompany me as a servant and I will train him and so on. And you cannot tell no. <laughs> of course, there is a whole culture there, so for us it may sound like cruel or weird, but you try to go beyond the cultural baggage that each of us have. No? So the point is that Nityananda was given as a child to this sannyasi. Some of them say it was Madhavendra Puri, some different versions. So then Nitai, after that, he made a long pilgrimage. So eventually the news came to him. Gora Sundar manifested his Sankirtan Lila. No? Like he was pil- doing pilgrimage and, and waiting for the devotional chapter of Nimai to appear, so he will appear at that moment, basically. So it is said that <clears throat> when he hears, okay, Mahaprabhu started Sankirtan Lila, he goes to Navadvip. But he doesn't go directly to Mahaprabhu. He hides in one place, in, in the house of Nandanacharya. You can go now in, in Navadvip to that place called Nandanacharya Bhavan. That's the place where Nityananda arrived to Navadvip. And he waited there, waited there for some moments, 
trying to make the point he's a pretty mysterious person not easy to approach and to understand Abadut and then it is said that <clears throat> Mahaprabhu starts to give a prediction you say prediction he says like I have a dream where this great personality appears asking everywhere where is the house of Nimai Pandit where is the house Nityananda no? Nimai was seeing this dream Nityananda asking where is the house of Nimai Pandit where is the house and Nimai in the dream is asking when they f- meet each other in the dream Nimai asks Nitai who are you? I said I'm your brother well, basically and, and, and tomorrow we will meet and the dream was over so Mahaprabhu walked like okay so it is that Mahaprabhu by, by speaking just by speaking about Nityananda which is non different from Balaram he himself Mahaprabhu enters into the mood of Balaram we will see these moments no? Mahaprabhu entering in the mood of Nirsimha Baraha, in this case Baladeva, and he starts to ask, shouting, Baruni, Baruni, no? which is the beverage, the wine, like Balaran. Balaran has his, his drunk, drunker side, transcendentally speaking. No? <laughs> so he enters into that bhava for a moment, and after some time he returns to his external consciousness, which is never that external. But <laughs> and then again, Nityananda said, we will meet today, because he had this dream the last night, so that was the day of the meeting. So Nityananda asked Haridas Thakur and Srivas Pandit and said, go and find Nityananda. So they went to the hall of Navadvip and started to do the research. So they say that for nine hours they were looking for Nityananda Prabhu in the hall of Navadvip, asking and doing gameplay, but they were not able to find him. Again, the idea is he's not easy to, to find. No. <laughs> So it is said, okay, they went back to Mahaprabhu say, mission not accomplished. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu say, okay, I'll go and find him. Actually, it was part of the idea to meet directly with Mahaprabhu. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu goes with his associates directly to the place where Nityananda was present, to Nandanacharya Bhavan. Hmm? So it is said that when, when they meet Nityananda, and all, Mahaprabhu and all his, they have the first darshan of Nitai, all become like, Astonished, like paralyzed, just seeing him, just having the darshan of Tintana, who was sitting and lost in thoughts of Mahaprabhu, totally ecstatic, and everyone was like, I mean, every all of the associates of Mahaprabhu were pretty special already, <laughs> but Nityananda Prabhu is a pretty, pretty, pretty special, special personality. <laughs> and remember, Nityananda Prabhu is an abadut, so someone who does not behave according to standard norms. And Mahaprabhu is constantly trying to make that clear that despite his unorthodox behavior, he's to be worshipped and revered by everyone. So we will see how at every step he's trying to secure this. So in this moment, when everyone is seeing Nityananda and wondering who is this personality, Mahaprabhu asks Srivas, recite this particular verse of the Bhagavatam, one verse of the Bhagavatam. So Srivas Pandit sings the verse, and Nityananda immediately starts to show different ecstatic symptoms and that everyone that confirm his inner standing basically you know, who he really is hmm? and in my Srivas continue continue the recitation and nobody was able to pacify Nityananda he was totally agitated by different ecstatic emotional waves and finally Mahaprabhu goes and embraces Nityananda himself no? and only then Nityananda becomes like pacified Basically. And so with all this, Mahaprabhu again is 
showing his associates and all of us, even though Nityananda may behave in the most crazy way, he's a very transcendental personality. <laughs> so as we said the other day, in the Krishna Lila is the opposite. No? Balaram, Nityananda, is the one who is taking care of Krishna behaving properly. It's called Mariat Purush, the person who takes care of proper behavior of the other. Balaram is the elder brother, so he has to take care of Krishna. But now in the Gorlila, the roles are switched. And Nityananda, Balaram is the one who behaves in very unique ways, and Krishna is Mahaprabhu, is the one who has to take care he's not being misunderstood by others. No? So, <clears throat> so after embracing him, and this first meeting, he asked Nityananda, where have you been? all this time. So Nityananda said, I was in a long pilgrimage looking for Krishna all around India, going to different places, looking for Krishna and asking people, where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? No. So finally, they, someone told me, he's in Navadvip. No. <laughs> Mahaprabhu. No. So I came here and I'm here. So all the associates were looking this loving interaction between Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. All of them were trying. Now they were feeling now the team is, is complete, no? <laughs> so immediately Mahaprabhu, of course, makes Nityananda part of the intimate circle of associates and asks him, okay, tomorrow, according to the Panjika, to the calendar, we are celebrating Vyasa Puja, he said. No? So where, where, where will we should celebrate that? He's asking Nityananda, who is also Adi Guru, Akanda Guru Tattva. So Nityananda said, we can celebrate that in Sriva Sangam. So let's go to Sriva Sangha and make all the arrangements for that. And all the associates are there and they're witnessing the ecstatic Kirtan of Gaur Nityananda. I mean, just imagine to see Nityananda in Kirtan joining the Sankirtan Lila. And Mahaprabhu again entering into the mood of Balaram, sitting on the throne, asking for Baruni, all these different ecstatic moments. And, and asking Nityananda, bring me the, the plow, no? all the paraphernalia. Again, is Mahaprabhu being influenced by Balaram himself in the form of Nityananda and bring the, how do you say, the, the gada, like the maize, maize, the maize, and bring the, the plow, and so on. So the devotees were bringing all the things, all this before the day of the Vyasa Puja. And then we will close with a brief description of the Vyasa Puja day, which is very nicely depicted in Chaitanya Bhagavat. So Vyasa Puja comes like Guru Purnim, the day of the of the Guru, basically. So it's Sriva Pandit was like the priest of, of the of the ceremony, and Nityananda is like the the personification of the Guru, basically. So he's there in the center of the whole ritual. So uh, he gives Sriva Pandit gives a garland to Nityananda, and, and Nityananda has to offer the garland to Vyasa Dev because Guru Purnim is the day of it is said the day that Vyasadev was born and Vyasa represents the Guru. So Srivas is the priest who knows how to do all these rituals and Nityananda is the Avadut. <laughs> so try to imagine, no? you have to, 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 to deal in a ritual with an Avadut. That won't be an easy task. <laughs> so Srivas has the garland and gives that to Nityananda. Nityananda is like standing like watching the garland and looking everywhere like totally <laughs> lost who knows where no not doing what he's supposed to do with the garland putting in the no? on the picture of Vyasa so she would say like offer <laughs> offer it to Vyasa Dev 
And the internet said, yeah, yes, 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 yes. And, and, and it's, but he's not doing it. No? No? And, and, pr- and pronounce the proper mantra. And the internet said, I, I don't know the mantra. No. And he starts to like to, to, to mention something that nobody could understand what he was saying, basically. No? So Sriva is like, what to do here? No? So he's kind of frustrated. No? And he goes to Mahaprabhu and says, Please tell him to follow the protocol of, of the ceremony. I mean, we have to put the garland with a certain mantra, and he's not doing that. Uh, I need to say that Nityananda is like looking, like looking whom to put the garland on. <laughs> and when he sees Mahaprabhu, he puts the garland on Sri Chaitanya. Which, technically speaking, is not what he was supposed to do, but of course course, in a substantial way, that was the best possible choice, basically. Now, I say that at that moment, when Nityananda puts the garland Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu shows Sadbuj, which is the six-arm form, two arms like Mahaprabhu, with the Danda and the Kamandalu, showing, he was not a sannyasi at that time, but some trailer was there. <laughs> two, two, two arms like, like Ramachandra, with bow, 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 bow and arrows, and two arms like Krishna with the flute. So it is said that when he shows this Sadbuch Nityananda after putting the garland faints and falls to the ground in total ecstasy. So again Mahaprabhu has to wake him up. So in this in this way the ceremony, the ritual concluded basically. <laughs> A pretty ecstatic like ceremony, you know, like everyone rolling on the ground and crying and not know what to do. And so after that, that was more like the technical part. Now, now the real thing came and Mahaprabhu ordered Let's begin Sankirtan now. That, that was the real celebration. So everyone joined Sankirtan, and as you can imagine, very ecstatically, Nityan and Mahaprabhu joined and danced together. And at the end of the celebration, as usual, Mahaprabhu himself ordered prasad for everyone. So in this way, finished the, the Vyasa Puja ceremony. I'm giving a brief recount with prasad. So in the same way that they finished with prasad, we'll finish now here also. <laughs> prasad and kirtan. They did kirtan and prasad. We'll have some kirtan and prasad. But we will put our discourse to rest today. And if there are any questions, or we may address them these days. So thank you very much to all of you. Srila Gurudev ki jai. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Sri Nityananda Prabhu ki jai. Sri Harinam Sankirtan ki jai. Sri Sri Radha Damodarji ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premananda ki jai.